0: Hello. Hello everybody and welcome back to Roaring Twenties podcast. Today we have on with us a woman that really needs no introduction, Serena fucking Kerrigan.
2: Hi Serena, we're so excited. Oh my god, hi guys. Love it. Definitely no introduction necessary.
0: No introduction necessary. All you have to do is just like look her up on Instagram if you don't know her already. I don't know what you're doing. She's the creator of Let's Fucking Date, an incredible Instagram Live reality show, dating show, (laughs) card game, brand, all of the above. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have her energy in your life, you need it. Mm. Go over to Instagram. I have to say it or else she's going to be upset when when she listens to the episode. Mm. My best friend, Haley, was the one who introduced us to you. And she, on Instagram, introduced, like... We know yeah
1: her. virtually
0: <laughs> um and she was like this woman's energy is everything we need because at the time when she showed us your page both of us had just gone through like a really crazy breakup
1: and your energy gave us life so yeah so
2: I'm so winning. glad that's and so we cool.
1: also um uh we rang in the new year playing the card game right you
2: <laughs> yeah you did. Really did the card game fox. So
1: game fucks.
0: We'll talk about it a little later in the episode, but Serena, go ahead, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you, who you are, where you're from, and how old you are.
2: I'm, my name is Serena fucking Kerrigan. Uh, yes, I changed it legally. Um, I'm 27, born and raised in New York City, quit my job a month before the pandemic, launched a full-blown career company, team, car game, TV show. Co- coaching business, I'm all about confidence. You know, helping women really step into their power, not take themselves too seriously, and be the main character that they were born to be.
1: Yes, oh, we. Love it. We love it. We love it. And we're just, we're so inspired by actually many different aspects of your story, but specifically you are like the ultimate example of a badass female entrepreneur who thinks outside the box and does all of the things we cannot believe. Well, we can, but you quit your nine to five. You have your personal brand. You've done all of the things. So I guess to start somewhere, what led you to creating for those that don't know, let's fucking date. We have so much to unpack here.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I was just like single as fuck like in my apartment during lockdown and I was like kind of bugging out like I was like all my I remember all my friends were like late we're like we're gonna go upstate or like we're gonna go to the Hamptons with our boyfriends and I was like "Ah! okay should I call like the guy that I've been fucking like and I did uh he was my corona boyfriend but I really wanted like a corona boyfriend um who would be my boyfriend just for the pandemic because we thought that it was gonna be like a couple months flatten the curve and then like two weeks yeah no we didn't like whatever like there was so much unknown and I remember that was Feel, that was really scary. And then I really tapped into, when I talked about it, I really tapped into, you know, just the, the the anxiety about being single in the pandemic and how I wasn't alone and, you know, how were singles supposed to meet people? Like, how were we supposed to deal with the fact that we couldn't socialize the way we once did? And, you know, I think also because I just had quit my job, I had so much time, you know, to just st- create. And so I was making a lot of different things. Like I did my penis banana bread video. I was going live like every day, getting wasted at 6 p.m. called Quarantines with SFK. And then I also was like, oh, well, I'll just do a live date as well, uh, a live blind date. And then that's kind of like, you know, you just have to as a creator, just throw a lot of stuff at the wall and see what sticks. And it, Let's Fucking It clearly was like the winner. Mm. Um, and I just to really like put my energy and intention into that because one, I was like, we're killing two birds in one stone here. We're doing a little TV show and we're, we're, you know, we're meeting guys. And it's amazing that it's expanded into a real brand that I think is, you know, turning the idea, the concept of, you know, I think we've been fed this narrative that in order to find yourself, you have to find a husband. I think with LFD, it's in order to find, like in order to find your husband, you have to find yourself, but you don't even have to find the husband, but if you wanted to, you come first. And I think that is what the brand is. Um, and I think, you know, we've expanded, we have card games, we're doing more merch We're you know, eventually going to go into matchmaking. I really, you know, I can't wait to do events, speed dating events. Like, oh my God, can't wait. So I think that um, I, that's what excites me. And I had that kind of vision for the brand way long ago when it was still just the show, even before the card game. Like I just like was like, the, it just like the look and the feel and the, the you know, and just the, the voice of it felt really different. And I also felt like, you know, I don't read Cosmo magazine. Like I don't have any kind of a resource for dating. And I felt like this show really encapsulated that. And I'm excited to see where it takes off.
0: Oh, absolutely. And two things on that. I'm, I love what you said about like finding yourself first. And I think, in you know, this show is about being in your 20s. And I think, especially like in your earlier 20s, that's something that you have to like unlearn. And then 100%. Learn.
2: I mean, what about like, let's talk about Cinderella, my favorite movie ever. I was four years old when I started watching that movie. It was her for every fucking Halloween. That movie's literally like this girl is being abused in an abusive household and she gets Glam Squad and goes to a bar. A guy picks her, chooses her, and then he's rich and we're, boom, she's good. That's crazy, that messaging. But that is something that is like really ingrained at a very, very, very young age. And that's so dangerous. So it's no surprise to me that every single girl in my DMs is like, I don't have a boyfriend. Something's wrong with me. Of course, because they're taught that. And so really what I wanted to do was show like, no, like you have to be fully happy alone. Because being alone doesn't mean lonely fully happy being alone. And then you will find your person. And I think that I'm really weirdly, I was preaching that a lot with the, the subtle anxiety of like, well, what if I like, not, I knew I would, but it it was like, I wasn't a success story yet. And I was like, ah, like, and then, you know, the end of season three, like I proved my point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's so, it's so interesting too. And like what you said about being lonely, like, I think, I think people shame themselves because they feel like, uh, but I want somebody, and like you're allowed to want somebody. That's like human nature. We're built for connection. But there is a difference between being alone and being good with yourself when you're alone, and being lonely.
2: Like there is such a. Difference. I also think that there's this conception that you, you know, if you don't have a boyfriend, you're you're you want you you do connect. Look at you guys. You're connecting. We're connecting. You have a million friends. I don't think we celebrate our friendships nearly as much as we do our romantic relationships because everything is about heading towards marriage because that is what the patriarchy wants women to do. Because when we're married and in the home with the kids, we're not making money and being powerful bitches. So I think that like, again, like that whole con, yes, we connect, but there's more ways to connect than just romantically
1: absolutely yeah and I think also something with like when we actually talk about being okay with yourself I think a lot of people feel like they need to there's this whole thing of like your other half your soulmate like finding your
2: yeah. perfect puzzle piece so right that you you're and, completed right once you find
1: exactly somewhere. and it's like as opposed to looking at it that way seeing yourself as already complete you and are you're just
2: looking for someone to, to you, and know. By the way, you have to do that because if not what you do is you settle because you want the validation or you just want the like I hey, Here's my boyfriend, you know, which I did like in the past in college. Like, all I wanted was a boyfriend. We all
0: have, yeah.
2: Yeah. And, and that's okay. But I think like, you Know, I really this year was proving like no bitch, like you can do this. And I also think that when you become more financially independent and you're killing it your career, hopefully you do something you love, like you get more fulfillment from you just outside sources. Like it's really through yeah. you and what you're doing. And it's so important. And I grew up with a mother who didn't date after my dad as a choice. And I remember people being like, Oh my god, that's so weird. Like, and I all the time and I felt like I had to I almost felt ashamed because I was like, That is weird. Mom, why don't you date? And now I'm like, How lucky am I that I grew up with a woman who's like, I don't want to deal with a man's shit. Like, I love you, my job, my hobbies, like my family. I don't want to deal with someone. I don't want them taking half my retirement. I fucking work for that. I'm like, let's fucking go. So it's like, but growing up with that kind of role model was really obviously like, that's how SFK is born. It's through the mom, obviously, you know, but really important because she always told me, you have to be complete. Everything else in your life is an additive. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's so important
0: so freaking true and also like to to do that for yourself because when you're not complete and you go into a relationship I'm so guilty of this like you you can lose yourself even more when you're not like totally 100% yeah then you're trying to like hold on to that person impress that person whatever it is like be accommodating to that person when you enter a relationship and you're really so fulfilled with yourself and like who you've surrounded yourself with what you do you're you only show up better in whatever relationship you enter into next because Mm -hmm. then you're
2: not sacrificing i'm telling you like i think about my relationship in college And I like want to bomb with how cringy, (laughs) how cringy I was. He would be like, I'm going to go play tennis. And I would fucking start sobbing and be like, why would you want to spend more time with your friends than me? Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like I was so insecure. It was so off balance. Like I literally like was thinking like, I should like text my ex being like, yeah, I'm not going to, obviously it's, it's so over (laughs) and it's so he doesn't give a fuck, but I'm like, I'm so sorry. But, but, but the thing is like in college, like I didn't really get, I I didn't find fulfillment through school. Like I wasn't like, oh my God, I got an A, like, let's go. I feel so. So I didn't really have another like activity or like, I didn't, wasn't doing what I loved yet. So we're getting fucked up. So I didn't really have any kind of like outlet to, to really feel validated other than through a boyfriend or like blacking out. So I think as you get older too, like, I think, you know, I talked to just so many women in, you know. 14 to 60 years old but you know more in like the young 20s age and it's like you really get wiser with age because you just have so much experience and you realize like relationships don't work out for a reason you should never chase a guy ever and it's like crazy like it's like you just don't like you just don't because like when it's right you're like oh you know like that's like it's yeah like there's not even a question there's no anxiety if he doesn't text you like there's no you know it's so important to, to get there but it takes time
0: Yeah. Was there any kind of like moment or big switch or like something that really put you on the path to starting to get like really fulfilled with just being with yourself?
2: I think it's really about nurturing the relationship with yourself as you would a best friend. And like everyone overcomplicates confidence and like, you know, spend a lot of money and like make it this whole big, oh my God, it's so hard. It's literally like go in front of your fucking mirror and talk to yourself like you are your best friend it's not that fucking hard and every one of my clients is like but it's so weird I'm like you know what's weird the idea that we have to be married before 30 that's weird that is i Id- and Id- i that's ideology that's been fed to us and we're indoctrinated by and we feel like sh- that's weird what isn't weird is going in front of someone one person you've had since you're born to when you passed away one consistent person in your life and saying i love you to them that's not fucking weird. And if you think that's weird, why the fuck would anyone else love you? So that is really the key. Like that is like the and it's free. It's fucking free. You just need a mirror. You can look if there's a puddle on the sidewalk, you bet your ass. I'm like, what up, SFK? Like anytime I see a reflection, if it's a water bottle, like I'm like, how you doing, girl? The same way if my roommate walked into the room, what I wouldn't say hi to her. You so have
0: to you? all yeah,
2: the time. Absolutely. Anytime someone's like, I'm not confident, I'm just like, Do you talk to yourself in the mirror? And they're like, No. And I'm like, Well, you're not doing the work. Mm. Do you think I enjoy like Ab workouts? Fuck no. But do I want to look fucking banging? Yes. So I do the work. Same shit. Oh,
1: so it, no, it is so true. And I feel like a lot of times, like people don't know where to start and for you to provide that tip, which, which like you said, is free (laughs) for them to start with because confidence is very overcomplicated and like, misunderstood or there's like this crazy expectation that you have to do all these things but you know I feel like it really is doing those little things that build up to the greater ones and then become a habit and then become
2: like the way that you literally think just yourself. that like think about like you know like if we get ghosted our immediate is like oh my god we're not pretty enough we're not cool enough we said the wrong thing oh my god we sent too many periods and exclamation points like, okay if our friend got ghosted what would we say dude by not for a reason. Like he wasn't your person. You deserve, yeah. right? We would literally, it would never be about anything they did. It would be about the other guy because that's true. And so that is the same. Ref- you just, we're just very self critical. So if you begin to talk to yourself like your best friend, what would I say to my best friend? And that's why people always say, like, what would SFK do? Because it's that same thing. It's like, if SFK is here, what would she tell me? That's what you have to tell yourself. Yeah. You need to get outside yourself. We get so stuck in our own it's hard. That's why when you look in a mirror and you can see almost someone else, like it's not, you're just not like here, right? Like you're actually like seeing a vision of someone you. It's helpful to do that, that kind of mental switching. It just, yeah. it just takes work and practice, but it Absolutely.
1: works. Yeah, for sure. And we're curious when it comes to like switching it a little bit over to like shifting your career and all of that, did you yeah. have any like pushback from friends or family when you made like that decision to quit? the?
2: Uh, yeah, bro. Of course I told, I literally word vomited to my dad on, on Christmas. Uh, I was like, I- I'm quitting my job. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was difficult because my parents were helping me financially a little Mm bit Um, and it's difficult to tell your parents like uh, yeah like I know you're like helping me out but like I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want you know what I mean like without like a plan you know but my mom on the other hand was like you live once what's the worst thing that can happen to you Mm -hmm. because you like are a seasoned producer you are an expert at personal branding you like can help with social media and so actually when I quit like I was the consultant to the head of refinery 29's Instagram I was consulting for a lot of like I was I was just like you know doing a lot of different things I think the pandemic is the best thing to happen in my career because I fucking focused for the first time in my life instead yeah, of like yeah. getting my eyelashes done uh you know obviously sold did that I found a way, Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like, I think, you know, it was difficult. I think it was... It's always been like that with my parents, which is great. They both are very different and how they, you know, they're the same values ultimately, which is that like, you have to do what you love. And I think that's so important for anyone. But I think ultimately, like, you know, I just, you're in your twenties. That's when you make mistakes and you take risks. And my dad being somewhat against that wasn't because out of not supporting me, it's out of protection. It's like, what are you, are you going to be okay? What are you going to do? Because it's like the money ain't going to come from us. And I was like, okay. But I I, I was like, no one is going to believe in me more than me. And I, it was so abundantly clear refinery. Like it was just never going to happen there. And I was like, I've way too much ambition and potential. And like, I can't, I'm wasting fucking time. And I can't, I think time is the most valuable thing you have. And it's easy. we never get it back. So it's like. You just, sometimes you have to listen to your gut and there's always going to be that self-doubt. Always. It's like a little fly and you have to zap it out and just be like, fuck it, no. Because what's the worst thing that could happen? Like, I get another job. That was it. Like, literally that was it. I get a job. And, you know, I think women always know what to do because we're nurturers and we literally have to feed, think that we like go back to like hunter gut. Like we have to feed, we have to feed babies. Like we have to make sure that babies are raised. Right. So we have that instinct of like knowing what to do in a situation of danger, quote unquote. And if that danger was me, like not making money, I would fucking hustle and find a way to make it. So, and then I, you know, watched my whole career and I fucking killed it. So yeah, yeah,
0: leave it yourself fucking killed it on the way to killing it like in between the I'm gonna quit my job like I'm fully gonna do this I know how talented I am which like yes like uh, just go look at her page like Serena is the queen at fucking branding like the queen (laughs) the queen but no knowing your worth knowing how talented you are at what you do and then like between then and like the success now was were there times of like oh shit this might not work. And how did you deal with that? How did you keep the confidence going through those moments?
2: I think it wasn't like the, ocean. Oh it was more like, I went from like having like a full production team, like hair, makeup, DP, sound editor to me with a ring light. And I was like, yeah. I, and I am like, you guys know my content. Like I like very, very beautiful, high def content. Like that is my thing. And it, I think sometimes it actually works against me because people like on TikTok, for example, they don't want to fucking see like a beautiful image. They want to see you looking like shit. And I love that because, because people really want the real, yes. but I'm always going to be like super bowl commercial level status. That's just that's always, it. for me. That's, that's just cool. my brand really clean and like perfect. Um, But, but what was I supposed to do? Like I couldn't have someone come to my house. Right. I really tried though. Oh my God. If you guys knew the shit I was trying to pull off, I was like, it's not that scary. Like, like we'll, we'll, we'll just stand six feet apart. Like you'll just shoot me. And they're like, no, it's a fucking pandemic. But this was in the beginning. Like, then, like, I was like, okay, you're right. But it was like, it it was definitely hard. But I think that like, those are the moments that you have to be like, fuck it. Like, like I remember I called my, my psychiatrist and I was like, I'm really anxious. Like, you know, everything that I'd been working on since I quit my job, it's dried up. Like I was doing a book club. I was doing the, Like everything was gone. I was did to make all these videos and like the, and everyone disappeared. And he was just like, there's just two types of people. There's the people that like, look at crisis and they wait. And if you want to wait for it to end, Sure. Or do you want to look at it and just fucking dive in? Just do it. Just make, you can make a video on your own. You can film yourself. You can, you know, and I think that ultimately, like, that's what I chose. I was like, there's no time. I also felt that because we didn't know how long the pandemic was going to last, we thought it was going to be so short that I had a very limited time with people's attentions on their phone. Like, I didn't think that, I I felt like I was running against the clock, seriously. And I remember talking about that, I fully remember feeling like, go, 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 make, 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 get on live, get on this, go on TikTok. Like, I really felt that anxiety, which is really what propelled me forward, because I think that everyone at the end of the day creators especially like they are their own worst enemy in the sense that they overthink they, they you know they they want to start a podcast and they get all they think of all the things like they get the expensive equipment and the, they make the logo and but then when they get to the podcast they're like oh, I don't even want to do this or i don't even like it right so it's like they, they find all of the obstacles before they actually make it and I think that for me I was just like okay, like, fuck it. Like, what do I have? What can I make? And that's really kind of how I operate with everything I do now. Like even like at the card game, instead of thinking of all the reasons why I shouldn't make it, I don't know how to make a card game. I don't know how to talk to fucking manufacturers overseas. I don't know. Like what a marketing strategy is like, how do I do PR for the park card game? Like, like, you know, I was just like, I'm we're just going to do it because it's a good idea. And I want to do it before anyone else. I always think like that, like, let's just do it now.
0: Yeah, okay. I love it. will figure it out. It's yeah.
2: that urgency. I really live with sense of urgency because yeah. guess fucking what? We're dying, bitch. Like we're literally about to die. You gotta go. Yeah. Gotta go. Tomorrow's not promised. Like I'm literally like, getting anxiety right now. Oh, it's,
0: so, it's so true. We had Heather Monahan on. The show a couple of weeks ago and her biggest thing was like monetize on everything in the moment like people aren't gonna wait around for you ideas aren't gonna wait around for you like right. no not nothing is gonna wait around for you so like when something comes to your door like you better hop on it right there all the time I say,
2: yeah. I say yes to like almost everything except for brands that I do not align with. And I say no to a lot of branded content because what I do for them is just so fire. But So if it doesn't fit within the SFK story, I won't do it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you have to, you just have to work your ass off. That's what success is. It's just hard work. It's really it.
1: Absolutely. And yeah. In yourself, obviously. Of yeah. course. And what advice do you have for a young woman that wants to build her own brand? Like,
2: where where should she start? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that you know, there's something happening where like you know, uh TikTok and Clubhouse, these new social media platforms are really like democratizing fame or or followings. Like anyone can get a viral video or get followers, and I think that's amazing. I think you know, you go back to the 2000s, 2010s, where like only skinny white girls that were rich could be influencers with their you know fashion so I love this new and I also think that personality is in like if you have a personality you're going to succeed you see all those those fashion bloggers they, they don't have shit to say they're not funny right so that's it And I feel super validated because I was never like the skinny rich girl with sick clothes that could just like pose and right so like I felt, I feel like I'm like yes personality let's fucking go right yes. Yes. Here I am. right so I think that but I think that the only downside is that people are more focused on getting a viral video or getting followers than building a brand. And at the end of the day, brand is longevity. Brand is what is not like you. Yes, you're a trend, like a TikTok trend. Exactly. Like you killed that trend. But like, you know, I think that you really want to build a brand that people recognize. Like I think someone like Tinks, for example, on TikTok, she's building a brand that people are recognizing. Rich moms is a great example of that. Right. And then for me, it's like, Let's fucking get the call. I think so. It's about telling a story, bottom Mm -hmm. line. And Ting says that really well. She's one of my good friends and she does it really well. She tells a story with the rich moms with her life. Like you really know the things that kind of fit in like a starter pack of herself. I think that's a really interesting way to do your personal brand. What would be in the starter pack, Mm -hmm. right? Like for SFK, we all fucking know. Like actually, do we know what's in there? So many different things. The card game, Trader Joe's, my ring light, (laughs) like a fucking vibrator dick at this point, a crown, (laughs) right? Like I think that there's so many things that you could put in that starter pack, and think that that's thing. What is the brand? That's how does that make the brand definable? And then, and it's funny. I have a Facebook group called SF Crew, and one of the questions to like get in the group is like, what would you put in the starter pack? Because I just always am very curious on like what people would say, and they know right away, and it changes from time to time. I think in quarantine it was like your penis, banana bread, and like yeah. lip gloss and wine, and now it's like tequila. Like I don't fucking know, right? So, so I think make a starter pack for what what is your brand, right? And and also like if it's if it's not like a personal brand like you, but it's like a podcast, right? Like how does the colors or uh, your feed tell the story of your podcast? For example, let's fucking date. Everything is intentional. Everything is a choice. So I was thinking about, I always wanted to do this. I just didn't know when it was the right time. And, you know, but let's fucking date is the colors are red, black, cream and gold and you know
0: it when you see it like you you know uh
2: yeah red is the color of my I I, was from a photo of me red is the my lipstick uh black is my eyelashes the cream was my skin and the gold was my hair it's me on feed but just like you wouldn't that's a very subtle draw but that really was a story of like the most like it was like a photo of me like on a sexy date right like that's like what it was and then like you know the whole even the font choices of like the um, bold in the script. Like I think on my website, you see it's like like Serena Kerrigan or Let's Fucking Date. The, the fucking, that red script is supposed to be like lipstick, like writing it in, you know? So it's all all very intentional, telling a story about a sexy empowered woman on a date, you know? Um, So I think, I hope that helps. I think that that's a really good jumping off point. I think
0: that that is like the best point for anybody to start so concrete. Like what is your starter pack, whether it's you're the brand or whatever you're selling is like, I think that that's incredible. Mm -hmm. And what I so much admire about let fucking date is how, you've, how you work with brands and how you've literally financed all this through like sponsorships and partnerships. So what advice do you have when it comes to p- like a woman who, who has her brand, she has her starter pack, she's done
2: that and now pitching herself or pitching her her business. I think the way to do, to get brand partnerships and it's where it's, you have to tag the fuck out of the brand. Like everyone knows I love Hint water because why? Because I fucking tag them all the time. And then, and it took me years, I think two years to convince them to give me money. Like, we'll give you as many waters as you want, but, but, but we don't have budget. And I just, remain consistent i was like when you see a video of me like a QA or anything like you will see me there's a hint bottle in the background like it just because that's so i was just adamant and just kept tagging and tagging and tagging and eventually they're like okay fine because at the end of the day like for example if i was looking for influencers to promote the card game I'm obviously going to, I'm obviously going to pick the influencer that's tagging my card game all the time because you want that. That is really the power of influencer marketing is that like, they genuinely are giving that recommendation, right? Like, I think that everyone who follows me knows that anything that I'm promoting, I actually fuck with. I think there are a lot of people that don't do that. And I, I actively chose to never do that. Mm -hmm. because it's just so inauthentic and like the money isn't that good when someone like really you know and the money ain't that good and the work is way i make the work really a lot because i care so much so it's like if it doesn't fit within sfk's world i won't do it Mm -hmm. um and so i think it's really tagging and reaching out i mean like i'm obsessed with your shit, like could, you know, and really having an idea, like I pitch, I'm like, listen, love wellness, like, which I just did that video. I'm like, I have an idea. I have an idea already. Actually, they came to me, but like, I've done that a lot where like, I will go to a brand and be like, I have this idea. Like, you don't know how badly I want to make a video. I wanted to make a video with an air fryer company about making SFK, making the entire Thanksgiving meal in the air fryer. I just thought it was so, it could be so fucking funny. Hilarious, like, right? I don't even know. I don't think it ever happened, but I'm like next year we're doing it. Right. Because the SFK loves our air fryer. So it's like really like coming up with that idea and cold emailing them or DMing them. But I think what's amazing is that back then, like mad men, which is one of my favorite shows, like men were the ones in charge of ads Mm. who the majority of people that run social media accounts are women. So I think that we have the upper hand for the first time where when you're you're DMing in Dior Beauty, it's not Dior Beauty. It's a woman running that account. And I've noticed because my brand is so much about female empowerment that I got a lot of women, like brands following me because they just like, it's the girls that like like the content, right? So I think like really it's all about relationships and nurturing Mm -hmm. that and knowing who's on the other side of the, the screen. Yeah,
1: no, that's incredible advice. It's crazy. Cause it's like, you, you don't really think about it that way. Like you literally forget there is a human being, there yeah. is likely a woman that is awesome and badass and cares about what you have to say and, and is willing to
2: listen. And it's just about a hundred percent and that's why it's your reputation is literally everything mm-hmm. like everything and everyone knows each other in this industry
0: everybody and I think that's like one of the biggest things that like I've learned in my 20s like people always tell you all the time like I know my dad growing up was always like network like it's all about like who you know and like blah, oh, blah. I mean. and like as a when you're younger you're like okay whatever I just want to go party with like these people but it's so true and I think that as you learn like as you get older in your 20s you realize everybody knows everybody and me and just had a whole conversation about like when like picking each other up like everyone brings everyone along on the ride now like before, when you're like a support to other women like women are
2: it's gonna come back around mm-hmm. like, the like yeah I mean I really like I think I'm pretty respected in this game of life mm-hmm. and I think it's just because like I want everyone to succeed and like no one I'm not competitive at all because there's a place for literally everyone
1: yes we just did a whole solo episode oh, on exactly love- that love- yeah <laughs> um so kind of switching gears a little bit to the show itself. So you dated live on Instagram in front of really the world. <laughs> yeah. Um was it super scary? Did you feel like you were able to fully be yourself or was there a piece of you that felt like you had to like perform in a certain way? How did that kind of go? Um
2: it wasn't scary. It was really natural. I you know, I think but I I now that the show's over, like I I'm telling you the show ended and then I turned 27, I was like, "Wow, I'm just so happy." And like I was whoa like the show was really taxing on me like beyond taxing because no I'm not myself I'm a fucking performer I'm a producer I want to make an amazing piece of tv show like amazing piece I'm a tv show like yeah no it's not just me on a date like it's me as sfk giving you an amazing show because there's thousands of people tuning in and I think that that was also a problem a lot right because guys would be like, wait, is this real? Or I would be like, wait, are do you actually like me or like do you know, you know? And so like really like the relationships that ended up being more successful, whether they really turned into something or not, were the ones where it was like offlining, FaceTiming, texting, being like, this is actually who I am. It's not to say that it was like faking it, but like I yeah. think there was it's an it was an exaggerated version of myself. Like I wouldn't ask someone like, how many people have you fucked before, like on a first date, please? Right. But it's a TV show. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it wasn't scary. It was amazing. I think that, you know, I think it really I just did something different that no one had done. And I think I also just showed what it's like to be an empowered woman on a date, which I think is so important to see. I didn't get to see that growing up. Oh my Actually, God, it does not count?
0: Yeah, no, that's what I love about this. Sh- that's what I personally like love about the show the most is like you just showing up As you taking control, I think so many women, like you go on a date and you think it's like such a, oh my God, he asked me on a date. And like, now I got to go and be this like heightened perfect version of myself. And it's like, no, go and be you. You have to be yourself. Order what you want. And like, that's, that's the fun of it. You're not going to have any fun if you're on a date pretending to be someone that you're not. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to have fun if you're sitting there and actually enjoying yourself and being you.
2: hundred percent.
0: Was there anything that you learned about dating specifically from dating virtually?
2: Um, I think that you can really find a connection virtually and that ultimately, if someone were to ask me dating advice, I would say play my card game and um, don't take it so seriously. Don't put pressure on it. Like date a lot. Like you have to go, you have to go through people and you have to be full yourself, but also like FaceTime someone before you meet them in real life. Because quite frankly, like it is just you do five minute Facetime and you will save so much time. And I, I I did date offline a couple times, very few times. I think it was more over the summer. And like I actively didn't Facetime them because I was like I've done so much virtual, I just want to do it. And I regretted it immediately because I was like I wouldn't I wouldn't be here if I did. It's mean, a, new thing. a text message doesn't tell you anything. Mm. Even getting on the phone if you don't want to FaceTime, you have to normalize the five minute FaceTime. Hey, do you like, oh, like, do you want to go for drinks? Oh yeah, cool. Can we just FaceTime for five minutes before? I just want to like feel your vibe out. It's so funny because pre-pandemic,
0: I don't think like anyone would have thought. No, but that's that. what the show did Not at all.
2: Right, like no one would have thought
0: like oh I'm gonna go out with this guy I should I should probably FaceTime him first like you would never
2: but we did a lot of things before the pandemic that we wouldn't do anymore. it's so true though
1: like I a lot of our a lot of our friends (laughs) who were dating like and one of them has a long-term boyfriend who's incredible out of it but I remember when they first decided like oh should we FaceTime like is that what we should do should we Zoom like
2: it's so crazy to even think before but now it's like no you should do it because to Part me, time is, again, time is the most valuable thing you'll ever have. And the amount of time you spend texting, getting ready for the date, getting to the date, sitting there, knowing within the first five minutes, you, if you like them or not, it's that fast. Like you watch the episodes. You, if you watch any episode, you will know within first three minutes if I like the guy straight up, like you will figure it out. It's so so why would you waste all that time? Yeah. I don't, I, I don't have that time to waste, fast. but.
0: No. Like 15 seconds, you kind of
2: know, and if it, it, it's like, well, that's kind of if the guy's like, it's weird, then I'm like, okay, well, then we're not gonna work out, so right. we already yeah.
0: know that this yeah. is for sure, <laughs> it's so true. and like um, the amount of time
2: that you like do to like put your makeup on, like, such a waste know? of time two hours. It, there's nothing that pisses me off more than showing up to a date and being like, this is what I got ready for. I remember I even had that moment on the show once. The episode was so bad, and I was like, I, I looked this hot for this. <laughs> yeah, but I think
0: it comes back to a little bit of, like, the fear that a lot of women have when it comes to dating to, like, even to take the initiative to say, let's have a FaceTime first.
2: Like, like if you can't do that, then what kind of relationship are you going to
0: be in? Yeah, because like it's about respecting yourself and your time. If you're not going into it, respecting your time
2: already and respecting... Like, I'm super busy. By the way, guys love women that are busy. Like, I'm I'm super busy I'm working on really things can we FaceTime because I don't know if I have time to I don't have, know if I want to meet up with you if I don't know you oh my fucking god they literally will have a boner they 100%. love that 100% we love it we love it and if they're insecure they won't like that and then you don't want to date someone who's insecure want them. exactly there you go it's you telling you in one way or another. I'm telling you, it is the it's the method. It's the SOK yeah. way.
1: No, it's perfect. <laughs> we have to talk about your motto. If it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. <laughs> how did you learn this lesson, and how? Yeah. And and how can we use it
2: in our lives? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I didn't write it, but like I think I just. Like communicated on a TikTok and everyone is yeah. so with me, which is like great. But like, it, it's by Mark Manson. He's an author. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know it was from him. I had I met with this kind of like astrologer and she was like, "You're the type of person where it's either a fuck yes or a no." And I was like, "Brilliant." And then I started like kind of applying it to like closet cleanouts and like guys, friends, career decisions. And I was like, "Whoa, this is like so helpful." Mm-hmm. And then I really wanted to you know normalize it, but I can't take credit for it at all. Except for making it cool, because that's what I do. Making it but, cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, I think, like, you know, this summer I was really, like, had really strong feelings for uh, one of my best guy friends, and he didn't. Or like, yeah, he maybe he led me on for sure, but like, he wouldn't commit. Like, he wouldn't take it to the next level. And I, for I think actually I say last summer because that was when I was like, no more. But it was like for a year of my life, like constantly making excuses like well like he's not ready or like he doesn't want to tell our friends or like maybe he like eventually like he just needs to like you know no like it's not a fuck yes it's a no if he wanted to he would but he doesn't so move on it has nothing to do with you and how amazing you are it's just not it and honestly like then I made that TikTok it went viral and they really just like it it just it is that simple like (laughs) it just is like You deserve 110%, you know, like not settling for like that. uh, I, no, like if someone wants to be with you, they make it so fucking clear. Do not overcomplicate it. Women tend to do that, but men, so are, dumb. men don't do that. Men are very like, oh, I like her. Okay. I'm going to text her. That's all it is for them. Right. There's- so if they don't like you, you will know. Like, it's like, if they don't like, you, or or what is the phrase? It's like, if you li- if they like you, you will know. If they don't like you, you will be confused. And that is just it. Mm. And I'm telling you, like, oh my God. Even like throughout the seasons, like I've noticed, like the guys that really like me are the ones that text me after, ask to FaceTime me after, ask to get a drink. And the guys are like maybe a little hot and cold or not. They don't. It's just, it's very, very black and white. And I wouldn't say that about anything, Mm-hmm. And the people that are like, well, no, but it's circumstantial. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not. And it's if it then it's not your person. The whole, the timing, the distance, not even matters. Yeah. It matter. for sure.
1: No, that's so helpful. And that story that you shared, I hope I'm not wrong, but I'm pretty sure you wrote about that in your, like, a recent yeah. newsletter. My mom was so proud
2: of me. She was like, wow. Yes. I'm proud of you because you've never talked about that. Mm-hmm. anyone yeah. and it was something I really really like I dealt with it all that fucking day I dealt with it the whole last year like the yeah. whole fucking year and I just like she was like I knew I know that you're really truly like over it because you were willing to talk up share it with everyone and i was like i know right bitch like let's fucking go <laughs> for sure but it's not, no but it really like i was like i that just wasn't it and i was really trying to stick like what is it like a square peg in a round hole like i was really like but like we're perfect and i'm like no we're not like at all and now i look back i'm like oh my god we really were not even close but like I think I was craving intimacy and like, I, you know, it's a oh. pandemic and he's my best friend and there's always weird blurred lines there. But now that like, I'm, you know, exploring a relationship with someone who it is just so right. I'm like, that was so wrong. And yeah. it all, it's
0: that to like, you sometimes you need it. Sometimes you can't. We, you can't. It's going like we said before. Like the getting outside of yourself, something outside of yourself. Sometimes like you need to have retrospect in order to recognize things. And or I'm,
2: you need S.F.K. to tell you shut the fuck right. up. If it's
0: always- yeah. yeah, but like I know it's so easy to like shame yourself. Like because I know I've done this to myself. Like well, well,
2: why didn't I know that then? Why couldn't I? No, say-? that's life. Don't shame yourself. What did well, you, you learn? your best friend, I, my roommate, literally was in the most toxic relationship of her life and would not get out of it. Like even after they broke up, she could not. And I said, one day I'm gonna look at you and be like, I fucking told you so. And she's literally dating a guy who's perfect, and we laugh about it. But I would never shame her for being I I, I, I didn't say I told you so. I said I'm so fucking happy for you, right? But like sometimes people just need to figure it out on their own and and life experiences will take you there. But you oh, can't yeah. settle. Like you cannot fucking settle. Like, oh my god, you can't settle. Oh life is too short. You totally. Settle.
1: And because you are obviously the queen in this area with all that stuff that you shared in that newsletter for moments when you kind of were, sh- your confidence was shaken. What is like the most transformative thing that helps you to kind of, you know, flip back to the the version of yourself that you are most of the time?
2: Yeah. So I I do this thing where now and I've trained myself and this takes training, this takes work. So strap in. I give myself one day to cry one day. And I feel the feels. I'm a sensitive ass bitch. I cry. I like, I call everyone on my phone. Like Therapist, astrologer, best friend from college, best friend from high school, random best friend, mom, dad. Like, yeah, I don't give a shit if I don't have siblings. Trust me, I got, I got a network. Okay, everyone, former boss, colleagues, my COO, everyone will hear from me. The landlord. The next day, the next day I wake up and it's a new day. I make a fucking list about what I'm gonna do, and it's over. And I, the last time I had, I remember really specifically doing this was when I actually flew to Florida to shoot a TV show and um I quarantined for fucking ever like five days to shoot the show really long time and then the night before we were supposed to film production had to stop for like external reasons and I was so upset because I was like I just there was a lot of buildup. I was so excited it's my first time on tv like it was out of my control but it just really upset me I was like there's no other good time I'm doing LFT season three like It just like I was spiraling out of control, out of control. I think I recorded myself because I was like, this is gonna be good for TikTok later. But anyway, I was just out of out of control. And I remember saying, I know there's a reason that this didn't work out, but what the fuck is it? And I literally talked to myself on my phone and I recorded, I said, what is the fucking reason? I know there's a reason, but what is it? Next day, got to work, did my shit, like moved on. A week later, they called me and they were like, hey, we want you to come film on a private island because it's better, it's more COVID safe. And I was like, again, like, see, that was the reason. What was the reason? Like, that was the reason. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do that. i'm I mean, like TikTok really runs my life sometimes. Anyway, um, but but I think that that was a really good exercise because this was also something that was like super out of my control, but like I've been in a lot of shit, like E-news, I like bombed an interview and like I thought it was my one opportunity to leave Refinery and like, if. I I'm not, imagine if you got that inter that job. First of all, this show cancels that I uh, auditioned for, and second of all, yeah, like that's not my brand. I'm not pop culture. Like I wouldn't have built everything right. So again, everything happens for a reason. So you know, I realized that like, I was so upset about that opportunity, but it actually turned into something way better where I like got to live with these people and like really, like, it was just incredible. It was incredible, but it, it, it wouldn't, if I'd filmed there, I wouldn't have gone to the island, even if they had offered, because I wouldn't, like, I just did it, I'm done. You know, so so I think that my advice is you are allowed to cry. You're allowed to feel so fucking upset. You can literally spiral. But the next day you go to your mirror and you go, okay, there's a reason. We don't know what it is. You and talk to yourself like your best friend. There's a reason we don't know what it is. We're gonna find out, but in the meantime, we're fucking focusing on the next thing. And that. yeah, and that training is unreal. And you're—it's not to say you have to be this tough bitch that doesn't care. I cry, I let it all out. But you only get one day because life is way too short.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, we talk about this all, the time. all we, the time. We we really do. And we had um, Shanae Alexander on. A- obsessed with her (laughs) Um, a little while back and she said this quote that I think Julia might read this to herself in her sleep where I I read it every night every night basically um but during the episode she mentioned that there is a plan so much greater than what we can even imagine and oh my gosh it's just so powerful we've been talking so much about the there being a purpose and everything that happens and because we've seen multiple examples now right like Julia's crazy breakup that happened not too long ago like we remember being in that moment and being like how the heck did this happen why did this happen and now that there's this deeper understanding of the why it's like always. we're able to use that example as like okay there's a reason for this
2: don't know what the heck it is <laughs> but eventually all the time there's always a reason and it sucks in the moment yeah you know but I think like you just with experience life experience and being wiser you now you're able to be like okay like you know the college boyfriend but me at the wedding because like that's fucking amazing it's a great story and because he wasn't meant for me you know what I mean so it's like shit like that yeah
0: I think like what you said before it's really a it's a practice you have to practice, practice getting yeah. good at this just like you said like if you want the abs you have to go to the gym every day if you want true belief that the universe is going to show up for you and that things happen for a reason, you have to get in front of that mirror and practice every day. And it's not just going to come. You're not just going to believe that because you're like, I believe this now. You have to practice. It's like working any other muscle, just like you work your body. You have to work your mind Mm -hmm. and you have to put in the work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Wow. Okay. I feel like we went all over the place. Serena, freaking incredible. And another point that I wanted to touch on, I don't remember how I got back to this, but what you said about giving yourself the the opportunity to to feel the feelings mm-hmm. and you did us I think it was on your Instagram story yesterday yeah. uh how we how we feel like a lot of times we've become like desensitized to emotion oh, and yeah. how people I think people confuse like confidence with not feeling any type of like sadness or anxiety or or any type of what we do see as like air quotes negative emotions but I love what you were just saying in that story about like, no, like you can care, you can have feelings and you should. And that doesn't mean you're not this like badass, confident, amazing woman. Yeah. I
2: think that like um, vulnerability is confidence, being able to be vulnerable and like show. And like, that was something that really freaked me out in the beginning, which I do now all the time, but like yeah. showing myself upset or crying or distressed or like without makeup or whatever the fuck without a filter, I used to like n- literally not be able to do that. And it's like, Confidence is being able to show that side of yourself mm-hmm. and be like, this is who I am, you know? And like, I remember there was a moment where I was like, okay, like I'm gonna show myself crying. And it's like, if a guy doesn't like, he might not like, you know what I mean? Like that's me, that's who I am. And like, mm-hmm. that is confidence. It's like, we don't, we're so afraid to feel, but I'm like, that is what confidence is. It's It's being, you know, not feeling ashamed and just being like, this is who I am. Like I'm upset or like I'm heartbroken or like you hurt me or whatever it is. Totally.
1: Yeah. And we, I feel like we see time and time again that people appreciate that so much more than like any facade, any any perfect picture that you can paint, people appreciate that so much more. Um, do you have any, oh yeah, we love. Um, do you have any like daily practices, rituals, or routines that you incorporate into your life?
2: Uh, I work out every single day, I work my ass off, I talk to myself in the mirror, I masturbate. Um, is it heck yeah we love it <laughs> all
0: those things the best best Serena has there been any we asked all our guests this has there been any resource in your life that has helped guide you through your 20s thus far it could be a book a person a podcast anything.
2: you have to read the mastery of love oh so I don't know that, that one you oh, know like literally will change your life yeah read okay. that that's oh the one
1: that's the one <laughs> And mean why men
2: love bitches obviously Game changer.
1: Yes, yes. My life. That's a good one. That's a good one. Ashley loves that book. <laughs> um, yeah. but you have seriously like I think people are gonna for people who know you and people who don't are gonna so appreciate this interview, all of the wisdom, all of the energy, all of the things. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts for taking a chance on us. Yeah, you know, putting your belief in yeah. us to come on the show. Um, and our last question for you is where can people find you? Where can they find the card game and you know, let us know where to be on the lookout for your stuff.
2: Yeah, Serena Carrigan, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Clubhouse, all of it. And Let's Fucking Date on um, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We're coming out with a lot of new products soon. So you guys should definitely stay tuned. And we're going to start matchmaking. So that's so freaking cool.
0: Oh, my God. Serena, thank you so, thank so you. much. guys you, guys. Yay! Hey, everyone, go check her out. Follow her on Instagram. Get the card game if you don't have it. It's going to change your dating life. And you can <laughs> play with your friends, too.
2: Yeah. Let's have it. Oh, wait to see what we have coming up. It's going to be so good. I'm sorry.
0: waiting. can wait. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody.
1: Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to Roaring 20's podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride
0: sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring 20's podcast. You
1: get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With love, Brenda and Julia.